Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show. I'm Kathy Paper here at Midtown Global Market with my trusty All-Star producer, Matt Tell, the head of the Friends of the Global Market. And joining us today is PJ Hill. PJ, give a little hello. Hey, hey. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Happy to have you here. So, PJ, um, I love that you and I get to talk because mm-hmm. our networking story is how things kind of happen. Of You meet people at random places, and then all of a sudden, you get to expand on that. So, um, I guess I want to just talk a little bit about when we met. We met at a social event. Yeah. <laughs> and how ironic. Exactly. And that's what I, I do when people talk about networking. It's like, I think there's a way to build a network without having it always be at a networking event. For sure. You're so, spot on. Yeah. So networking is an important part of what you do day in and day out, just mm-hmm. who you are as a human being. Yeah. Um, when did you start to think of some of your relationships as a network or do you not like the word networking or no that, uh, all great questions i think uh number one for me i'm in the people business so everything i do uh in life revolves around people so it comes uh more natural to me than a lot of other people so i don't look at it as networking i look at it as uh just truly meeting authentic people and then building upon that so for example like how i met you uh through a good friend uh, of ours, Andy Luger, who congratulations to him is about to become the U.S. attorney for Minnesota. But just being with great people who have great intentions, like-minded people, I think you do that. Through my travels, Kathy, you know this, I've traveled a lot, played professional basketball for a number of years, almost a decade. Been to 51 countries, so you meet a lot of interesting people. And I think through my travels, I got to really uh, perfect, you, if you want to say, my skill for communicating with people and growing my love for people and connection. Nice. I like all, I, the, there are so many great words in there. And um, the the great people, you said great people and great. Great people, great connections, uh, like-minded people. Like-minded people, yeah. yes. Okay, and then the, kind of the growing, growing sort of the love or the, the things you can all do together, kind of perfecting the skill. First, let's talk a little bit about basketball. Yeah. Just because I think that was probably one of the sparks uh, when we met at at, at Andy's uh, anniversary party. Um, you know, do you when you connect with people, do you have like a common bond, or how do you how do you stay relaxed? I think that's it. Um, number one, being authentic, be yourself. So I never walk into a room trying to be somebody else. I'm always myself and have confidence in that. As you know, I got a really unique upbringing coming from South Minneapolis, grew up on 26 and Cedar. So I basically grew up all in Little Earth, which is a native reservation right in the middle of the city. So even that uh, allows me to truly be myself when I meet people. So being yourself authentically. Yep. And then when you talk to people, you, you can find a common bond quickly from it's somebody's style, like your great glasses, complimenting them, <laughs> or from uh, your love for sports. On, right? 
any of those things and then finding those common bonds and then talking relaxed to that person about them, about that. So I love the word authentic is interesting. And, you know, we're sitting here in the middle of the Midtown global market. So it's hard to be totally authentic because Mm -hmm. people are eating some really great food that we're going to have to have (laughs) for lunch afterwards. Um, But but being authentic is is so key. And you said to have confidence. But when you're starting to build a network or when you're wanting to meet new people, kind of how do you do that? How do you mm-hmm. how do you present yourself in a way that is authentic about, you know, you've got some amazing accomplishments from your athletics to your professional work to the mm-hmm. work you do in the community. How do you talk about things authentically without sounding like you have a gigantic head? No, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, what my best advice is the best time to network with people is when you don't need nothing from them. So when you don't need any favors and you authentically want to get to know them and what they like and just go in a room with that kind of mentality without an agenda, yes. then that's the best. Now your agenda in your head is like, I want to come out and meet people. And so putting yourself out there, stepping out on the limb, being your, the first to introduce yourself. And every person that you meet is not going to be a long conversation, but asking something about them that's unique to them that's kind of where i start a lot of the times and and that sparks it off and then what's important about networking kathy is follow-up because then that means you're authentic if you can shoot that person a note on something that made you think about them something that they really like but has nothing to do with uh, uh something that can help you out but just being authentic that's the authentic part that's the best. Okay, you said so many things in there that for the listeners, I would back it up and, and listen to that statement again if you're at all struggling with the formula. And it's not even a formula. I don't want to use that word because mm-hmm. it's about having it just be a natural conversation. But the, what you said is when you don't need anything from the person. Yes. So... Did you put yourself in situations or or was that like when you were traveling or let's not take traveling because let's imagine somebody's working in a job and they realize all of a sudden they're listening to this podcast and they're like, you know what? I don't have that great a network. What do you, would you recommend? Where does somebody start? You know, and again, that's kind of a tough question, but it is, it is. So building your network is an intentional thing. So then uh, with being intentional, you look for ways where you can tap in to things that you're passionate about. So if it's uh, even as something as a small community meeting, going to community meetings, because in community meetings, you find people who have a common thread where we're here for this community. We have a passionate about our community, but then you get to meet other people from other walks of life who may be your neighbors or in that neighborhood who come from other walks of life who also have a passion about the community. And then from there, these people have different jobs, these people have different networks, and then that's how you start. Start with something that you're passionate about and then go to where there are gatherings around those things. Because then it's very easy to be authentic because you really care about this. Because you're into it. So I And I liken that to, to taking um, volunteering. Yes. Is a, gr- is a great place to do it or even, you know, again, as we get closer to the lunch hour, what's so interesting here, and I said this feels like we're sitting at the lunch table talking to each other, <laughs> is you can feel it heat up 
in here. Of yeah. People are coming for lunch. They know each other. They're looking for their friends. It's got a nice mix here of um, people that work at Alina and then people that are coming here to do their shopping, to grab a sandwich. Yeah. I'm staring at the in-town sushi right behind yep. you where she was making some spring rolls right before. Um, anyway, so so when you think about asking something that's unique to them, yep. How do you how do you sort of know what to talk about? What's been your? I mean, you are very yeah. um, easy to talk to. It was easy to build a relationship with you and to to find out what you're passionate about. How do you how do you source that out? That that's a good question. So, networking, uh, like I said, is intentional. So when I go into a space, then I kind of understand a lot of the commonalities with people in there. And I have some kind of background knowledge of those commonalities. So I can just give the example of how we met. My buddy Andy Luger, our buddy Andy and Ellen are very involved in the politics. So am I. But also with politics comes community which I'm a master in. So I know most people in this room are gonna care about current events. And if I can speak and just be updated and speak articulately about current events, then I think that is what you do. So any space that you go into, just having an idea of who is in that space and then what um, issues revolve around the people in that space. And so for example, one thing that I did to build my network intentionally, I would go to these high-class restaurants where I know a lot of brokers were. And when I'm in finance and going to restaurants like Capital Grill, it does become an expensive, but it's an investment. But some of the people that I've met there, I can truly call my friend. And then now, now that, you know, it's time for me to build that relationship between community and corporate America, now these people call on me. Just because I was a regular at some of these places where they were a regular at and was authentic. And it may be two, three years down the line when it says, I remember that guy PJ would be there or I remember. Right. And then I would call on him. But say that one again of community and, and corporate America of building the bridge, the building the bridge. That's yeah. what you said, a bridge. bridge yeah. That's why bridge I knew I builder. wanted to grab that word yeah. because um, I. Oh, and you also said being a regular. Yeah. And again, I, I liken this. You and I are sitting at lunch together talking mm-hmm. to each other. And uh, Matt is not saying much, but paying close attention to what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, is being a regular somewhere so people get to know you. Mm-hmm. Because I think some of those nerves kick up for people when they're thinking about building a network. Because they're trying so hard mm-hmm. to sort of s- score that goal or get the sale or find the new job. Versus saying... How can I be a regular in places where people get to know me and know the real me and know that, you know what, I am, you know, what you just said, you are the bridge builder for a community in corporate America. Yeah. Um, So maybe we shift gears a little bit and kind of talk about how do people do that? How have you done that? Just given, uh, you know, one of my questions is always, how do people build more diversity in their network so that the community wins? Because partly what I love about Midtown Global it's very diverse, it's small business, but it's also rooted in big business saying, we all win together. Yeah, um, great question and great shift in gears. So then I'll, I'll answer them sequentially. Number one, showing up. How you become a regular is showing up con- consistently. 
So that that's important. Showing up in different spaces and being intentional about your networking and showing up. Number two, follow up. Following up and then asking people about their stories and their journeys. One thing I learned about very successful people is they have no problem sharing their journey and then you just learn authentically from their journey. And so asking questions about their journey, their path, and just being really um, an active listener in that and then asking the right questions. And then once you build those relationships with the people, then being consistent, like we said. So then you see them at another event, saying hello, acknowledging them, taking the chance to say, I know you're interested in this. I want to connect you with my buddy who's got the same kind of interest. And then uh, now we started to shift gears down. How do you build and the importance of a diverse network? That is very important because what I think uh, exposure changes things. When you have exposure to something that broadens your horizon and that gives you understanding. And what is most important about that is you and I understand this that the world moves amongst friends. And so what I mean by that is maybe a CEO of a Fortune 500 company like a Doug Baker, who's a good friend of mine, doesn't understand what's going on in the ground, on the ground at 38th in Chicago because he's looking from a 30,000 square foot view. But if he can have somebody who's in his network like me who can explain the situation and articulate what people are feeling and going through, from uh, a ground level, then he can build cultural residency. And that cultural residency then helps him build understanding. And then when you have understanding, that builds empathy. And then you say, if PJ's going through that, he's in my network, he's a friend, then it's true. And he can be a voice for so many people. How do we change? Because I know I'm not gonna go on 38th of Chicago as a CEO, but there's things that I can do and there's resources that I wield that can change that situation and I can be an advocate. And that's why building a diverse network is so important, not only for people at the top, but pe for people like myself who are is growing along the, the ladder of success in life. Well, you're uh, in my mind, you're already successful. So we haven't <laughs> even you, talked about you. your free throw percentage <laughs> yeah. shooting and your scholarships oh, and all of thank that. You. Thank so, you. Um, but, I, but I do want to reiterate that cultural residency because I think having a diverse network um, and, and myself included of, you know, I'm a part of women's organizations, mm -hmm. but I also know you have to have a network that is women and men yep. and w people of color and yep. that you have people of all ages. So yep. even, uh, you know, if we go back to the party where you and I met, it ranged in age there from 20 to 80. Yeah. Right? And what I notice is people tend to hang with people that are very similar to them. Of course. And there's some danger in that. Of course. Uh, I like you the way you took cultural residency and, and Doug Baker all the way to empathy or how do you be part of the solution and change yep. things. Yep, yep. You know, our corporate level executives, for every leader, it's absolutely imperative to have a relationship uh, from a bottom-up standpoint, uh, viewpoint, because 
You know, the, the people who make up a lot of these corporations, companies, small businesses are the people who are your frontline people. So understanding those people is what really makes a difference. But then as um, a person who is, is lower on a totem pole at a small business or at a corporation, for you to get to know your senior leadership and to be able to communicate those things, I think makes you very valuable. And we talk about that bridge. The bridge can be even from uh, senior leadership to, to you know our everyday workers, or it can be from community to corporate America or community to, to uh, our politicians. But the importance of a bridge is not so I can come and cross to be where you are, but it allows you to come to where and meet us where we're at. But be comfortable because you're with a person or on a bridge that is going to have um, no uh, shame in you for not understanding mm-hmm. and no shame uh, in the fact that you have blind spots because we all have them. We all have blind spots. So how do I help meet, mm-hmm. meet those needs and then help you understand? Can your network help you grow? So what you just described, and you know whether it's your relationship with Doug Baker or other people in the community that you've been working with since the pandemic, since the mm-hmm. George Floyd um, incident, you know, shifted the the Twin Cities. I think of people's conversations and awareness and wanting to make change. You know, how have you? How do you recommend people seek out and find mentors or? Yeah build that relationship where it's really honest yeah no 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 great question so i i can just give you from my viewpoint of of what i did in the midst of a very sad and down just moment in our city i use that to try to network my way to the top to people who i can tell the story to on behalf of the community and sometimes that takes you being very bold and courageous because this is what I did to meet a lot of these corporate CEOs. I had dinner at a good friend of mine's house, uh, Cindy Murphy. I met Cindy and Jim's house, and there were other leaders there, uh, powerful, influential people. And I went out on a limb and I said this, I think the business world can have a big impact on this social justice movement. They can help level the playing field. And you got to be courageous to say something like that on Lake Minnetonka, out of your comfort zone, out of your area. Me being the only black person, me and my wife at this, you know, but I did that. But what you learn is being bold and courageous. There are so many other people who want to do the same thing, but just haven't taken that step. And in that, it followed up with a a call from Andy with a couple other CEOs saying, We're going to take you up on that challenge, and we do want to make a difference, but don't know how. And so that's what I did. So I think in every networking situation, you have to get out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah. And whether that may be just uh, if you're an introvert person, being able to say, I'm going to come in here tonight, and I'm going to meet 10 new people. Let's say five. Let's go easy on people. Let's go easy. Five, five. But I think in a conversation of three or four people, you can introduce yourself, what you do, and then just ask somebody their name and then exchange contact information with them. That could be a win for you. And then you get comfortable. And, and it takes practice like anything else. Yes. And you're going to be bad at it at the beginning. Yeah. But but I notice, you know, and I follow you on, uh, on Instagram. I'm connected to you on LinkedIn. And I see 
a lot of places where people miss the connection point. You know, particularly, you know, you and I both love sports. Um, and I see a lot of people that they watch a game together and they may never introduce themselves to the person that they've sat next to or seen or, you know, taking that moment. So, um, I don't know, I guess, I know, I want to be sensitive to your time and our listeners' time. Is there any one more thing you would share? I think the one more tip that I would share for everybody is, uh, be intentional about it, about your networking. At this point, I have a gift for networking, but now I have perfected it and am intentional with it. So when I host gatherings, I invite people who have common thread or I invite people who I want to get to know better, but I know that I can make the right connection for them. And knowing that when it's time for me to say, can you connect me to this person, that they will remember what I did authentically. And also, when you're intentional in that networking, remembering the little things about people because they go really far. They go really far. But I'm in the business of doing for other people, knowing that if I do for other people enough along the way, I'm going to reach my goals because I'm adding value, which may sound super cliche because I read a lot of books about this, but adding (laughs) value to people is a real thing and being authentic with it. Yes. Well, you've just, it is totally a real thing, adding value to people. And I say it's networking is about relationships and everybody wins, not at the same time, but everybody wins. And and the more you can, um, I say, mentor up, mentor down, mentor across, make connections. And, you know, for anyone listening that doesn't know PJ Hill, you need to know PJ Hill. (laughs) Like I said, follow him on Instagram, connect with him. Uh, you're doing great things to change the city, mm-hmm. to help everybody, I think, share the love at the beginning or find the yeah. love amongst the people. Yeah. And now we get to go. Um, so, for example, when I'm talking about building a bridge and going to a safe space, uh, the global market is, is one of those places because you get a cross section of people like we just ran into a good friend of mine, Todd, who is runs the market for Bell Bank here in the region. And then you see people who come from this community. So all you get a good mixture of socio-economical in this one place. But this is a very safe space where you can come. We're doing a podcast here and meet people and be able to network. So, you know, I encourage people to come to spaces like Midtown Global Exchange just to diversify their network and to meet great people because you never know who you're going to meet. But being on neutral ground, as we called it, uh, a place that's a melting pot, makes you feel much more comfortable no matter your background, no matter your social economical level, you come to a place where you feel safe. Great, great. And yes, and again, so for for listeners too, if you want to to join us when we do the recordings, great, come down, have lunch with us. Um, You can also support the Friends through the Friends of the Global Market. PJ, thank you for being here today, sharing your time. I know you're busy. And uh, one last question for you, college free throw percentage. Mine was pretty high. I don't have the exact number, but I know I was a good, I was in the high 80s. Yes, Yes, high 80s. So that's all concentration, repetition builds confidence. Confidence builds and then confidence brings success. And then, you know, success makes you want to do it all over again. That's the key to networking, too. That's why I make that point, (laughs) is I knew you were a good free throw shooter. So thank you so much for being here today. 
Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.